0: Chapter Twenty Three of The Last Egyptian. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Kathleen. The Last Egyptian by L. Frank Baum. Mother and daughter, as the dragoman approached sarah's hut he paused upon the threshold to observe the scene within hesitating he remembered that it was because of his own reckless conduct that the nile girl had been stripped of her beautiful gowns and jewels and sent home from cairo scorned and repudiated her humiliation and despair had haunted him ever since but now he found her seated meekly at the well-worn loom casting the shuttle back and forth with the same mechanical lassitude she had exhibited of old the discolored black dress open at the breast and much patched and torn was her sole garment even the blue beads were again about her neck but the eyes she turned toward tadros were different somehow their former velvety depths were veiled with a dull film while the smoothness of her brow was marred by the wrinkles of a sullen frown after a moment however she seemed to recognize the dragoman and rose from her place with a sudden eager look and flushed cheeks you have come for me again she asked no answered tadros casting himself upon a settle he felt abashed without knowing why he should entertain such a feeling abashed and sorrowful in spite of his habitual egoism and selfish disregard of others nephthys leaned back and resumed her weaving the film covered her eyes again she paid no further attention to her mother's guest thera however was voluble and indignant that Kara, she hissed it, is a viper a crocodile a low infamous deceiver he is worse than an arab himph, if i had him here i would stamp him into the dust why did he spurn my beautiful daughter from his harem tell me then merely because naphthys and i being old friends wish to converse at times of you and our acquaintances at feta why should we not gossip and smoke a cigarette together once i owned her myself true you were a fool to sell her still you must not forget that nephthys has had an experience he resumed more lightly for a time she was a queen splendid and magnificent beyond compare in her robes of satin and her sparkling jewels ah it is not every girl who enjoys such luxury even for a brief season let her be content content screamed old Syra shrilly it has ruined her she is no longer happy in the old home and when she speaks which is but seldom it is only to curse Kara. look at her is she now fat and beautiful as before no if the poor child lives long enough she will die a skeleton allah forbid exclaimed tadros hastily but if she expects to be taken back again her case is hopeless i am sure Kara will never relent or restore her to favor he is a poor judge of a woman but i slapping his chest proudly i will take Nephthys to myself and while i do not promise to robe her as gorgeously as Kara did she shall become fat again and have her silks and ornaments the same as before and the cigarettes of course he drew a box of the coveted cigarettes from his pocket and tossed it toward her sara lighted one eagerly and gave the box to nephthys after staring at it blankly for a moment the girl seemed to understand she took a cigarette and lighted it from the one her mother was smoking a smile of childish enjoyment slowly spread over her face and she left her loom and came and sat upon Tedros's knee i expect Kara in feta presently remarked the dragoman but he must not know that i am here we have had a falling out i quarrelled with him and he threatens me never fear said sarah calmly i can hide you in the cavity in the rear wall which the royal one knows nothing of there you will be safe until he goes away very good he replied when will Kara come asked the woman and why does he visit feta again i expect him to-night or to-morrow why he comes i do not know perhaps to pray beside at a where is that he asked quickly i cannot discover she returned often i have examined their dwelling but no secret door can i find anywhere the tomb must be in the hills or perhaps in the desert there is an oasis where the dwarf sebet lives he was known to be one of hatatcha's most devoted followers true said the dragoman thoughtfully the tomb must be in sebet's oasis once kara stole old niko's donkey and rode there was that the last time we came here questioned hedros no it was when hadacha died then the tomb is not in the oasis i am sure it is quite near feta but listen my sarah if i agree to take nephthys and provide for her you must help me when Kara comes i have promised to hide you in the old wall she replied can i do more than that yes you must go at once to the hill and watch for the royal one's coming your eyes are sharp even though you are old he will come from the nile either across the river or from the north on a boat that smokes and has no sails as soon as you discover him you will hurry here to me and that will give us time to prepare for Kara. will you do this for me may i have the box of cigarettes to take with me Yes, then I will do your bidding. She went away to the hill at once, leaving Tadros with Nephthys. But the girl had already forgotten his presence and was staring straight before her, with lustreless eyes. The dragoman sighed. It is very unfortunate, he murmured, examining her critically. But it is doubtless true. Nevertheless, she is getting thin. End of mother and daughter